opened the door to the most powerful room in housing, built for mortgage executives, real estate leaders, and the rising stars that drive innovation and progress. The gathering will feature over 45 powerful speakers on stage in Scottsdale, Arizona from April 21st to 24th. Learn more and register now at housingwirethegathering.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Alcina Lloyd and this is The Daily Download. Welcome back, listeners. Today I'll cover a 10-year study conducted by Questsoft that reveals since 2019, the percentage of outstanding ratings on Community Reinvestment Act performance evaluations has dropped across the board. A report from Ellie Mae that claims the average FICO score rose across the board in June, and data from the U.S. Census Bureau that indicates new home construction continued to recover from April's five-year low in June. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening, and let's get started with an article written by Alex Roja that covers a 10-year study by Questsoft. According to the company, since 2019, the percentage of outstanding ratings on Community Reinvestment Act performance evaluations has dropped across the board for large, intermediate, and small institutions. That being said, the decline was greatest for large institutions, which saw a 10.4% drop compared to a 2.32% drop for intermediate institutions and a 4.44% drop for small institutions. It's worth noting that the 2010 to 2020 study reviewed more than 14,000 CRA performance evaluations on large, intermediate, and small institution exams from the Federal Reserve Bank, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, Office of the Thrift Supervision, and Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. The study determined that even with their 10% drop, large institutions were more than three times as likely to receive an outstanding rating on CRA performance evaluations when compared to small institutions. Notably, in 2020, small institutions bottomed out on the percentage of outstanding ratings at 2.11%, the lowest percentage of outstanding ratings in the 10-year study. In fact, the number of small institutions that had received an outstanding rating in 2020 was more than three times lower than the prior year, and more than two times lower than the 10-year average. In a statement, Quefsaw said while some lawmakers have criticized CRA for being too easy on institutions, the data shows earning an outstanding rating is an exceptional accomplishment. According to the report, the percentage of institutions that had received an outstanding rating is lower than the prior four years and needs to improve ratings have increased for intermediate institutions. As a result, the data suggests current examination benchmarks and examiner focus may be shifting. All right, and our next story comes from Bernice Obanda and covers Ellie Mae's June origination insight report, which details the decline in mortgage rates for the sixth consecutive month and notes some interesting trends in closing rates and FICO scores. According to the report, the average 30-year rate fell from 3.43% in May to 3.4% in June. Jonathan Kaur, president and CEO of Ellie Mae, said as interest rates fall, the company is seeing a rebound in the purchase market, which now represents 42% of all closed loans, marking a 7% increase from May. 
Notably during June, the rate for 30-year conventional loans fell to 3.42%, declining from 3.4% in May. The rate on VA loans fell to 3.2% from 3.24%, and the 30-year rate on FHA loans came in at 3.41%, down from 3.45% the month prior. Ellie Mace's closing rates for all loans decreased to 73.4% in June, down from 76% in May, and the average time to close increased to 47 days in June, up from 45 days in May. The company also indicates closing rates on refinance Finances decreased to 73.2% in June, down from 75.9% in May, and closing rates on purchase loans decreased from 76.4% in May to 74.2% in June. In a statement, Core said homebuyers are taking advantage of historically low rates to both buy and refinance, but it does appear that lenders are looking for borrowers with better credit across all mortgage products as FICO scores have continued to increase across the board since March. According to Ellie Mae's data, the average FICO scores on all closed loans increased to 751 days in June, up from 750 in May, while FICO scores increased month over month for both purchase and refinances across conventional FHA and VA loans. And our last story comes from Alex Roja and discusses data from the U.S. Census Bureau that indicates new home construction continued to recover in June. According to the report, new home construction recovered from April's five-year low in June as privately owned housing starts jumped 17.3% from May at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.19 million units. Despite economic disturbances caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, the Census Bureau indicates housing starts only fell 4% below the June 2019 rate, and single-family starts gained 17.2% month over month, pushing the rate to 350,000. In reference to the report, Doug Duncan, Fannie Mae's chief economist, said a downside risk to the housing starts forecast is building material prices such as lumber, which has spiked in recent weeks. In early July, the price of lumber reached levels not seen since the surge of 2018, he said. According to the report, as construction jobs continue to rebound and the housing industry attempts to keep up with increased demand, privately owned housing units authorized by building permits rose 2.1% above May with an annual rate of 1.24 million units. In fact, June single-family authorizations were at 834,000 units and 11.8% higher month over month. However, multifamily building permits were at a rate of 368,000 in June, down from 434,000 in May. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Daily Download. We're excited to share that The Daily Download is now available on Apple Podcasts, so be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss the latest coverage of what's happening in the housing industry. We're also available on Spotify and Google Podcasts, so you can catch us wherever you want to listen. And now, since you're subscribed, we'll catch you again here tomorrow.